Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now, here's your host, my dad, Ryan Scott. My friends, my friends, thank you very much for clicking that button and coming back to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Uh, Once again, it is I, Ryan Scott, coming live, well, not live, after you actually listen to this, but when we're recording this, it is live from Western Kentucky, uh, the beautiful city of Henderson, Kentucky, which straddles the banks of the mighty Ohio River, which looks beautiful but i just found out the other day it is the most polluted body of water in the united states so looks really nice but don't swim in it um (laughs) so um thank you once again for coming back uh to episode 37 i have got a gentleman that toes the line uh of what his job uh, i guess his job position says he should do but he definitely thinks outside of the box and he is definitely um, so much more than that job position and that job title. Um, So my man tonight is Frederick or as his buddies call him, Rick Ballou. He hails from the beautiful state of Minnesota. He is a dad. He is a husband. He is a fifth grade music teacher, which coincidentally fifth grade is when I started learning uh, the trumpet and band. Um, he is, like I said, he's a fifth grade teacher in Bloomington, Minnesota public schools. He is an ISTE certified educator. He is a Google for education certified innovator. He is a trainer, a coach, a founder and leader of the G E G Minnesota Metro area. And there are several other tech acronyms that I could throw at you. Just know that he is all things tech. Um, and I got to tell you, before we, we start to do the interview, he is super passionate about leveraging tech to make the daily work of educators more efficient, teaching more engaging, and to make those teachers' lives more fulfilling. So without further ado, Rick Frederick Ballou, thank you. Thanks. Now, wouldn't it just be terrible if I just gave you one word <laughs> answer the rest of the time? Thanks. No, thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. I appreciate hey. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's you. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, so I'm here in Minnesota. Like you said, you said it right. That's how <laughs> that's we got to right. say it here. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, I, you mentioned you started playing in fifth grade. That's what we do. Like I am one of 2.5 FTE music teachers and we go to all the elementary school buildings and the way Bloomington works it, which is super unique, is every single fifth grader plays an instrument, period. Oh, that's we have perfect. Enough instrument. I know, right? It's kind of cool. We have enough instruments to provide everybody with one and every kid gets to play. So there's no like, oh, I can't afford it. It's like, that's not the problem. Here's your instrument. And so technology is kind of what saved, saved me because as I'm floating between 10 buildings and averaging about 750, 800 students a year, um, when I started way back in 1998, uh, it was three ring binders of yeah. each kid. Like each kid was one slip of paper with their stuff on it. Um, and then we'd have parent nights and they'd come up to us and 
Can you tell me about Johnny? Cool. Hold on. Yeah. Let, yeah, let me get the what, binder. Yeah. Which school? So I know which binder to grab. Cool. 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 What's the homeroom teacher? Oh, you don't know? Well, let's just flip through all the Johnnies. <laughs> so being able to search a spreadsheet saved like everything. So it's awesome. That's, no, I, I, I completely agree. I love tech for its uh, efficiency. Um, definitely. And I'm, I'm really excited to get into your big idea your idea tonight um because when when it came through on my google form i was like yeah that is a really cool idea um so to my listeners out there if you are interested in um tech and making lives of teachers well quite frankly easier uh you will want to stick around for this episode um so my man rick I know you've listened to a couple of these episodes and the way i like to roll right out the gate is to get to know who Rick is outside of the Edgesphere. Um, so I've got a couple questions. You've got a couple questions for me. Um, it's that connections before content thing. So my first question, my man, um, I know you're from way up north. So I might know, I might know the answer to this. It, I could completely be generalizing. Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car? Oh, man. I got to say car um, okay. Okay. only because I am very fair skinned. Anything outdoors, just I immediately burn. And then we play the game of, did that mold change sizes? <laughs> so yeah. I don't so you keep your uh, dermatologist hopping. Yup. <laughs> got it. I got it. So, okay. Um, I'm, again, I'm going to overgeneralize, but you are from Minnesota. You are fair skinned. Are you Swedish or norwegian or one of those that's a pretty good guess but uh almost totally as i can figure uh <laughs> most mostly irish oh so okay but okay. Uh, yeah okay well I, i'll tell you if i was to have a choice between all three of those i would ride a horse um okay i kind of have this I kind of have this like cool dream of riding a horse from like the East coast to the West coast and camping oh, wow. along the way. Um, I love those post apocalyptic um, type of movies. So the opportunity to just float through the United States would be kind of cool to me. And you don't have to worry about gas. You just got to feed it. That's, That's exactly cool. right. And there's plenty of, plenty of grass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the other night, my kids and I watched um, one of the gems of the 1990s cinematography, and it is Back to the Future. And so I've got to ask, if you had a DeLorean, would you go back in time or would you go forward in time? And then why? Okay, I like that. Um, I think I want to go forward. Um, and my why would be check up on my kids, <laughs> see how they're doing, uh, see how things are at, like uh, nation environmentally wise, stuff like that, without getting too far into that. Sure. But also, I, I got to be honest, I, uh, I'm kind of getting more and more into AR, VR, and I want to oh. see if anything comes of that or it just goes, which it we tried VR in the 90s, right? And then that went away <laughs> and it's trying to come back again what is it like i'm we'll see curious. we'll see yeah um i don't know if you're a netflixer but there is a show that i really got into called black mirror 
Did you get yes. to watch that? Oh, oh, yeah. oh. So if, if, if you guys are out there and you are listening and you like um, sci-fi, um, kind of like, I guess, I guess I would call it like a Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So it was like the Twilight Zone with tech embedded of like all the, quite frankly, all the bad things that could happen. Um, right. You got to check it out. It, they never started off bad. Well, the very first episode, first season, that one was rough. But um, for the most part with Black Mirror, it was like, oh, what a great tool. And then you would see it just slowly change oh. <laughs> for the episode. Yes, yes the exactly. end, like, Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, that was a, I like that show. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so my friend, um, all right, what do you have for me? What did you bring to the show tonight? Um, I'll, I'll preface this with, um, they are questions that I used with my students. Perfect. Um, part of the getting to know you, because one of the issues we had being a beginning band teacher is we could not perform in school, right? Like most of the instruments I teach, you blow through. And that's kind of, a super spreader situation yeah. so um everything had to be distance learning so we kind of flipped instruction they would record themselves at home oh yeah. but because yeah. we didn't have the whole you know group dynamic of getting to hang out in band which as you remember half the fun of band is not the playing it's the turning and talking to your neighbor and Absolutely. getting people from from other classes so we put together uh, an optional flip grid where you got to know the kids for the middle school that you were going to attend. So there were 10 schools, oh, but cool. they would split out to each of the middle schools. And we went that's with kind of those, those fun questions that um, there's no right or wrong answer until you hear someone's answer and it's not yours. And then it is the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, my first question is, you have a sandwich. Are you going to cut that into rectangles or triangles? Ooh. Which way triangles. do you cut that in? Triangles. Triangle. Every time. And it's got to be a right triangle. So you do it four ways, you mean, or? So, and I guess I should preface this. If the bread is indeed square, then it makes it easier to cut it into a 90 degree angle. But at the end of the day, look, I'm a fat boy. I got to eat. Same. So... (laughs) Yeah, um, triangles too. That that was the correct answer. And oh, then perfect. this one, this this is the one that sparked a lot more debate than we were expecting. But macaroni and cheese, fork or spoon? Ooh, and nobody's why? ever asked. Nobody's ever asked me that. Um, okay, so are these shells and cheese, or are these elbow macaroni? What What do you usually eat? Well. You know, I'm the dad, so I get vetoed. Um, so normally it is elbow macaroni. So I would say elbow. Uh, and again, I'm a, I'm a big boy, so I like to eat. I got to shovel that stuff in, so I'm getting a spoon. Right on. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a macaroni and cheese person per se, but if yeah. it's here and I have to eat it because one of the children did not finish it, <laughs> you're not throwing that away. Yeah, um, right. I'm... I got to use the fork only because I don't like the, especially if it's the orange cheese sauce. You know what I mean? The the not quite cheese stuff. Oh, I'm going to need to use fork so it's not as much. The faux sauce. cheese. Yep. Yeah. It's like squeeze cheese, like canned cheese that they put. Yeah, I know. I know. If you really took the time to think, you probably wouldn't eat it. Um, 
especially if you're the one who makes it for them. Like, so this <laughs> this orange powder is gonna. <laughs> yeah. Are we going right. to the moon? <laughs> it's like Tang, but somehow <laughs> thickening. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. All right. Okay, my man. So now, uh, now that I know that you would rather drive a car, and you would go in the future. I mean, you know that you know my choice or my taste in eating macaroni and cheese. Um, I'm ready to flip the script a little bit and start driving down this Ed uh, road, if that's okay with you. For sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm always curious. Um, every guy, every gal that I meet um, seems to have a different story of how I like to call it how Ed found you. Um, the longer I'm in this, I don't I haven't met many people that don't have a story as to why they went in education. You know, it's not like, oh, I thought it'd be kind of cool. You know, no, it's normally it's something pretty big that made them. Uh, well, first off, um, I love this profession and I love my teaching friends. But if you don't love it, you're probably not going to stick around with it. So what led you or how did Ed find you? That. It's a pretty good question. Um, I hate to say it. I'm the one who thought, hey, it might be kind of fun. Oh, wow. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. Man, <laughs> okay. I quit. Bye. <laughs> well, no, that was it. No, um, I, I went through my undergraduate um, with a vocal degree and a degree in trombone performance. And so vocal performance, trombone performance, that's how my school did it. You would get your music degree. And then the reality was uh, you don't see a lot of trombone players making a living and as a baritone which is as it turns out 80 percent of all male voices are in fact baritones oh i didn't have anything that stood out so what i was doing is i was going through all of this i'm like i do enjoy this i can always gig on the side but maybe i'll teach lessons or something i'll get that ed thing sure, right that's sure. that's tacked onto it plus it made the family happy like oh you're going into music i'm like oh but with teaching and so no i have a plan yeah, exactly. As far as they knew, I totally had a plan. But yeah. then what ended up happening was I student taught because um, you have to. Right. Yeah. And so as I was doing that, I worked with in, in Minnesota, at least for music, your license K through 12. So you have to student teach kind of everywhere along that. Spectrum. Oh, wow. And yeah. So I taught at the elementary uh, K through four. And then I did high school and I realized that I'm actually not terrible at this. Yeah. Um, and I do kind of enjoy it. And I do like seeing that spark happen when a student gets something. Um, and then I got very lucky in that they were hiring in the same district I was student teaching in. And I got hired doing a position I didn't student teach in at all. But <laughs> as things went along, I kind of got the hang of it, but I, I really, especially with my particular position uh, where I'm starting the kids and I just take them through the first year, getting them like, here's how you hold it. Here's how you make a sound on it. Um, I'm all about the process and the process of, because there's not to sound mean or anything, but there's no great music being produced by my students, right? right. My, yeah, my I, I, listen, I would agree. And probably most people out there, um, if you have a son or a daughter or you yourself took introductory music lessons, I can still remember the sound, the God awful sound that I made in my bedroom with my trumpet. 
Yup. And so I'm not coming out of that going, oh, I've been moved musically. <laughs> that's, that's the not Mozart. Exactly. Um, even the kids who are really good are still average 10 years old, right? So yeah. yeah. Um, so what I like about it is seeing them going from zero to 10. Yes. Right? Yes. But the fact that they didn't know which end to blow in or the name of it, of the instrument they ended up playing, and then seeing those students continue, that's really what hooked me. And that's why I've been sticking with it. I, 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 I get it. Um, I was a kindergarten teacher for a little bit and having um, our kindergartners come in as literally legit babies, um, but mm -hmm. then exit, you know, leave that year, being able to walk in a line, being able to, you know, rephrase, being able to answer questions, raise their hand. Yeah, I agree. Like, like for me, teaching and um, this whole ed thing is all about the growth. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, I like to hear, I, I love to hear people's stories of education because um, I haven't met anybody yet that had the exact same story either. No, yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right, my friend. So now that we know how Ed found you and you kind of like what you're passionate about and all of that, I've got to ask, and, and, you know, the name of the game here is the big Ed idea. So what we want to do is solve problems. Um, mm -hmm. As I told you before we hit the record button, um, some of us, I would say most of us have ideas of how we could improve this whole Ed system. Um, I think, I think it's just comes with the territory. You spend um, eight hours a day for 15 years doing what you love. You know, you come up with ideas. And so I wanted to start this podcast to give a voice to everybody out there that had an idea. So first, before we get to the idea, what's the problem with Ed that you see? The issue that I, I'm finding, um, and this, again, I'm big into educational technology, and I feel that this can be solved with the proper use of technology. But the issue I'm finding, at least with my position and the teachers I work with, is that this face that you can't see on a podcast um, is not representative of the students that we have in front of us, right? Like what I'm finding, especially with teaching beginner band, uh, we're teaching them how to play these instruments like flute, clarinet, sax, trumpet, trombone, baritone, tuba, percussion, violin, viola, cello, bass. Those are the ones we do. Um, the music that we're teaching them is not representing the students even remotely. Like e even the kids who look like me um, are not really all that interested in playing hot cross buns, right? Sure. They're sure. not going to want to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. Sure. And when we show them examples of professional musicians, it they don't necessarily look like the, stu the students either. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. And so one of what I used as my um, issue that I have in education uh, for the Google Innovator program was how might we make um, finding musical artists that represent our diverse classroom easier? Our, the problem I'm finding, especially talking to the other music teachers, because I again, I go to 10 elementary schools, there's elementary music teachers at all 10 of those buildings, and they all have the same issue because what we learned in school was basically, without mincing too many words, a 
bunch of old dead white guys, right? Like that's what we yeah. learn. Yeah. That's the music we learn. That's yeah. what we're teaching. And it is not culturally relevant to the students that we are teaching. And there's no buy-in really. Yeah. The students are not interested. Sure, some of those songs by Mozart are kind of catchy or whatever, but it's not going to be something that represents the students and their cultural identity. When I'm saying cultural identity, I don't just mean like white folk, right? Right. What right. I'm talking about is like um, specifically like race, ethnicity, their language, religion, socioeconomic, gender identity, which is a big one. And I would also add uh, able able-bodiedness yeah. right yeah. yeah so all those things that make up a student's cultural identity is not being represented and the problem that a lot of us teachers have is we don't even know where to start to look and so sure you can do a google search but that's not necessarily going to be what the easiest thing to do right and so my hope anyway is that we can start pooling more of these resources um Google has something called Google Arts and Culture, and it's great, but again, it's kind of whitewashed. One, yes, to, that I mean, without mincing too many words, yeah, yeah. it's most it's mostly museums from the Western world, right? Which is like it might have an African exhibit, but it's all going to be lumped together, and it's not. You know what I mean? It's not going to be specific, tagged culturally for those things that I just mentioned. Yeah, um, and it, again, it's it's mostly visual arts. My issue is I want to make it easier to find arts, like specifically music, that is going to represent, and not just pop stuff, right? I want to find that the contemporaries of the people we're studying, they exist. It's just you can't find them as easily, right? Yeah. And so what I'm hoping to do is pull more resources so that a more diverse group of composers and literature <laughs> uh, literary artists and stuff like that can be more easily accessible for teachers. Yeah. As you're saying this, I think it perfectly parallels. Um, it's, I think there's a shift right now, especially in our English and our, like our literature uh, worlds of trying to be more um, culturally responsive. And why are we still, so I don't want to step on any English majors out there. If anybody out there is an English major, I'm, I'm not intending to step on your toes. But why are we putting so much emphasis in Shakespeare and some of those older texts? Why are we still falling back to them when we have so many more texts that represent our students? Like like um, Rick said, their, their religions, their uh, socioeconomic status, their race, ethnicity, um, what they identify as. Um, I tell my English teacher all the world all the time. And it, and, and I think it's really true in high school, but kind of true all the way down to kindergarten um, with music and with English, you're not so much teaching the music or the reading you're teaching about the world through what you're reading or what you're playing. Um, I don't know when I, uh, I was a fifth grade reading teacher for a little while. I used to use hip hop to teach, um, poems and we break down the stanzas and we talk about what it means. And those kids got it. Cause that's what they went home and listened to. 
Um, so I love your idea. I love your idea. Have you started uh, thinking about like how you would make this happen? It's funny you should mention that. Um, I have already launched a website um, that has or coordinated, collaborated, what's the word I'm looking for? Put together yeah. <laughs> some, some resources that I found and some resources that I've pooled from various uh, uh, other sites. And sadly, I'm not great at naming stuff. <laughs> but I do have, I do have the website. I'm going to throw it into the chat for you, and I'll just read it out. Um, it's culturalrepresentationmusicandlit.org, all one word. So it's culturalrepresentationmusicandlit.org. I'm one of those. I wanted to say what it is. Um, so yeah, that's not great. It's linked through my website, which is helpful. I made a Bitly. Yeah. That. Um, Okay, and this is just my sixth sense of humor coming out. The bit.ly is longer than the website, but- um, <laughs> That is, for a bit.ly, that is kind of different. Yeah, so it's uh, culturalrepresentationmusicandlit.org or uh, bit.ly culturalrepresentationmusicandlit.org, spelled capital D-O-T, org, <laughs> Baloo EdTech product. Because again, I, I thought that was funny. But anyway, <laughs> I've, shared, I've shared those in the chat. Um, but if you go to those sites, what you'll see is um, there's my landing page, which kind of talks about this is why I did what I did. Then there's a tab for music. And I found six or seven different um, resources that are pretty helpful depending on what you're looking for. Uh, and then the where I'm really lacking is in literature because again, my mo right, right is music. Right. Um, so the fourth page, if you will, um, is the call to action. And if you were to say add one of these URLs, uh, I would love it if any of these listeners could give me some examples of literature they go to for the representation. For example, my student body is. 48-ish percent, um, I think, white is okay. where, how they identify. But then the next three are uh, Hispanic, Somali, and Vietnamese. I was going to ask that, yeah. So with um, what my classes look like, again, Hot Cross Buns, great song, don't get me wrong, three notes, gotta love it. Um, is not necessarily going to represent what the students are listening to. Also, the literature that the teachers I work with are teaching may not necessarily be anything that they identify with, our students. So if any of you out there have some cool literature ideas, um, I mean, even if it's just like it doesn't have to be a, a link to a resource of resources, right, which some of my music ones are, like if you have a specific one for Native American and, and a specific tribe, great, please share yeah. it with me. I will add it to the website. I need as much or as, or all. Yeah, <laughs> everything you got, everything you got. Yeah. And, okay, so that leads me, actually that leads me right into, um, you know, I've said it before, Simon Sinek says, not everybody's got to have the passion. Not everybody, or sorry, not everybody's got to have the vision. Um, sometimes it just takes one person's vision and another person's passion to get the ball rolling. And so, uh, Rick, today you have dropped that vision of a site 
where teachers, arts teachers, um, lit teachers could go to and find resources that are more representative, representative, represent, whatever, represent their you. kids, <laughs> represent their yep. kids better. Um, and the whole name of this game is somebody is out there listening and somebody has some information that could really help Rick on this quest with his big ed idea. And so if you are listening and you got some things, connect with Rick, send it to him. Um, Rick, let us know how folks can get a hold of you other than that long website. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't roll off the tongue. Um... <laughs> no, I will put that in the show notes. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my last name, Baloo, B-A-L-L-E-W, Ed Tech, all one word, B-A-L-L-E-W-E-D-T-E-C-H. Um, I'm on Twitter under that. I'm on Instagram under that, but I'll be honest, I don't look at it that much. Okay. Um, it's, it's mostly Twitter. That's where you can find me. I have it turned on so you don't, I don't have to follow you or vice versa. You can just message me there. So okay. um, if you have anything otherwise, um again that that link will be there what the last page is a google form you're welcome to fill out with any of your resources i check that periodically and it is you know kind of a bummer that it's just the ones i've entered so far <laughs> so, <laughs> so help him please yeah. help rick out make him feel appreciated um no rick i love the idea um i really do i, I really do especially you know the name of the game right now and I think rightfully so is making sure that our kids feel a part of, of, of their class and feel a part of the society and uh, feel represented. And um, yeah, I mean, you look at the history books, not Oof. very, not very, I'm not even going to go down that, but it could just do better. We could do better. Oh. And so with your idea, I feel like we could. And so I appreciate your idea. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to get the word out. I, I, I could definitely use a rebranding. I'll be honest. I, I know that that, but I bought the URL. It's <laughs> okay. Listen, word. when you get big, um, some so I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos is listening to this podcast. I mean, he really has nothing more to do. Um, he's already went to space. Um, he's probably already bought Mars. Um, so, you know, he might be looking to invest. And so Jeff, when you hear Rick's idea, um, reach out to him, drop him a couple million and let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, I, I could definitely <laughs> be able to get a shorter URL on GoDaddy yeah. with that. So. That's, that's sure. That's sure. All right, man. Um, Rick, I appreciate you for joining us this evening. Um, it has been a lot of fun. Um, the people out there can't see you've got the northern lights in the background which is just amazing beautiful um before we leave i do have a question i watched a documentary on the boundary waters mm -hmm. have you ever been up yeah. there i have it is absolutely breathtaking it's gorgeous and that's this again is coming from someone who does not like the outdoors <laughs> um <laughs> so it, it must be really cool Oh yeah, it's, um, and it's still, I'm not going to say untouched because obviously yeah. it is because it's on earth and there have been people who have Touched lived there it. traditionally and stuff like that, but, um, it's, uh, the natural beauty is just something, the, just, yeah, I, 
ran out of words there. It's pretty great. Yeah, right. I've got a really good buddy up in Wisconsin, and he came down here a couple months ago, and we did a uh, like a 30-mile 30, 30 hike. And so, in turn, I'm going up there, and we're going to do a hike um, sometime soon. So, I'm really trying to persuade him to go up to the boundaries and kayak and do some of that stuff. So, if that is the case, I will stop um, in old Bloomington, and I will buy you a pint. Right on. Cool. I'm, I don't really go anywhere like you. I'm a, <laughs> so. I just stay in this room, please. Yeah, I shuttle please people to, me. To, and, to and from things, but yeah, yeah. you're, you're a dad. I get it. I get it. Uh, well, Rick, it's been a lot of fun and I appreciate you. And, uh, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we, uh, bidded you? No, just, uh, keep, keep dreaming big. Like I, if I hadn't, decided I wanted to go for one of the dozens of uh, ed tech things, I would not have really taken a closer look at education to see what can what can be done. And there's a lot of thought leaders out there, but you could be one too. Just just look at something that's bugging you and see what you can do about it. That's perfectly said. And if there are anybody out there that's got some bugs that they want to fix, reach out to me. We're going to get it done. Um, so in closing, like I love to do, I have got a dreaming quote um, and is, if you give up on your dreams, what is left? And so to that, to my friends out there in the edgesphere, I appreciate you. I love you. I can't thank you enough for joining us this evening or this morning. Um, and please... Until the next time, I will see you in the funny paper. Thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.